Dave Wanstead is listed as a former NFL coach from from the col- from the Chicago by, of the cup. Oh, oh boy. Tell him throw the flag. I knew it was you all along, Missouri. I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you for different reasons. I'm going hungry. Ninety five point one to rocket. Episode one seventy one of Throw the Flag. I'm Sean Majors, joined by the two Matts, Matthew Hankins. How's it going, Matthew Hankins? <laughs> and Matthew Creel. How's it going, Matthew Creel? Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. Oh boy, this is gonna be a rough one. Um, <clears throat> we have we have uh, we have games. We have games. Supposedly, um, yeah, we have um, a season that may happen, and we have a schedule that might also happen. Uh, yesterday, the SEC released uh, the regular season schedule for uh, each team. Um, wait, didn't did North Carolina? I heard that like they sent their students home. Is are they playing football? They are going to do virtual learning for a while to sort of get the outbreaks. They've been doing virtual football for years. To get the outbreaks (laughs) under control. And then the athletics are supposed to still happen. So they're still still planning on it. They just have to settle everybody down. Okay. Um, As a season ticket holder, Creel, what are you going through with Alabama? Well, I got an email today. Uh, You know, as as you mentioned, the schedule was officially released yesterday. So they were able to... uh, tell all the season ticket holders kind of what the game plan is. Um, It starts out with 20% capacity at the stadium. And then they divvy out the, that 20% of tickets based on uh, your tied pride points, which is basically how long you've been a member of the season ticket holders. Um, And then after that, you only, assuming you get chosen to be in the 20%, you only get to choose a set of games. So there's five total home games. You can either pick the first two, which are uh, Georgia and... Ooh, it escapes me right now. Had it up a second ago. Uh, Texas yeah, Texas A&M and Georgia is the first package, or you can opt to wait until uh, the last three games, which is Mississippi State, Kentucky, and Auburn. So it's kind of like, you know, pick your poison. Do you think things will get better or worse? It's a decent split of games. If they had to divide them up, I, I kind of get what they did. You know, put Auburn in one and Georgia in the other, and the other game yeah. is kind of there as a filler. So, uh, but it's it's interesting to see that that's the plan now. Obviously, you know, it's subject to change. That, uh, you know, if things get worse, they could just you know tell everyone you're not coming at all. So, just kind of is what it is. So you're left with the decision to you can purchase the tickets and then any money that. Uh, you haven't already sent them, gets refunded to you, so, you know, they already have my money to begin with, so now it's just a matter of, do I want to go ahead and sort of commit to something and get something back, or get it all back? What are you going to do? Not sure yet. Uh, you know, I, 
I was kept originally I was like, nah, I won't do it. But then I'm like, well, if things get better, it wouldn't, you know, be too much of a problem to order those late three games, you know, because there are two of them are two of them are in November and Mississippi State's October 31st. If uh, the coronavirus sort of gets under control, it sort of makes sense to look ahead as opposed to sooner. Uh, So maybe that's what I'll do. I mean, at 20% capacity, the actual game day experience does not seem that bad to me. We talked about that some on the last time. It's like the getting in and the getting out. If they get that sorted, 20% doesn't seem terrifying to me. But do they close the <clears throat> do they close sections of the st- of the stadium though? That's that's a good point because it does say assuming you are eligible for tickets, they're going to spread everybody out. They're telling you like pretty uh, like in bold print, like you won't get to sit like where you normally sit. Uh, you know, be expected to, uh, you know, you might be sitting in the end zone as opposed to like the 40 yard line just because of uh, the way they have to shift stuff around. So we'll see what happens. Uh, they also said there will be no tailgating on campus. So, you know, I guess it's like bring your own stuff and sit in your car before the game. You know, for <laughs> those of us that don't live in Tuscaloosa, you know, what else can you do like when you get there if restaurants and bars are going to be limited capacity and oh you know God. who knows yeah and good luck enforcing well, that looks like restaurants and bars looks like you guys are going to ball games like i always go to ball games <laughs> i show up i go to the game and i watch the game and i go home this is this is, sounds wonderful you know, I like mean, it, you know, less people it would be nice, you know, less traffic. Oh, yeah, less people dated a tail in my life. Less traffic means it would be a whole, that's definitely a, like a thumbs up in my book. <clears throat> yeah, it's like they're playing just for you. That'd be, hey, I kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, has the ACC or Big 12 released their schedules? Yeah, th- those both came out before the SEC. Um, okay. They're actually starting, I think, two weeks before us. I know the ACC is, and I think the Big 12 is, too. They're kind of early September, and the SEC is September 26th. So do we want to – is this our is this our SEC season preview? Let's get it. Or do We're we, not going to know anymore. <laughs> do we do one division? Creel. Oh, uh, sure, if you want to. I, I don't have an Excel sheet, so I can't, like, type our predictions. That's the only downfall. Okay. Okay. We can. We will. We'll, we'll make. We'll make that next week. Right. right. Um, <clears throat> and they will have canceled the season by next sure, week anyway. Sure. So yeah. Sure. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so that'll be good enough. Um, I have a question for you. Let's so, do last year. <laughs> <laughs> so for our um, our uh, like for uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, did they? Can you train? If you're Justin Fields at Ohio State, can you transfer to to Auburn? Can you transfer to to Florida State? I think I heard someone, I don't know if it was on SportsCenter or the radio, say that uh, it's way too late in the process to transfer for like this football season. He's definitely okay. all Big Ten and Pac-12 players are SOL. They can't play yeah. this fall. Um, there's sort of talks that they might have a spring season, but we all know that if there is a spring season, ain't nobody going to play in that especially the big stars where they could get drafted in two months uh, anyway. They're not going to want to play in the spring. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> Justin Fields has filed a petition <laughs> to get the season going. Justin Fields says, hey, 
I got to play, boys. I got to go. To quote him, this is, this cause is close to my heart. And he urged people to sign the petition, which as of 4 o'clock yesterday had 250,000 signatures. <laughs> that seems low. That seems low to me. Um, I wonder what all what all the, the people who said, uh, you know, shut up and dribble or like, you know, uh, criticized any athlete for speaking out. Uh, are, are, they, are they now saying the same thing? Like uh, the, the people who want football, or are they like, oh, yeah, their voices need to be heard? They are 100%. We got to listen to these guys. That is that is absolutely what happened. <laughs> the same people that didn't want to hear shit from them. Just a week, you know, a week prior when the Pac-12 guys rallied up and said, hey, here's our list of demands, and it was shut up. The week later when they canceled, like, and the players said they wanted to play, like, no, no, we need to listen to these athletes. Like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> you assholes. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Truly is amazing. Um, so do you think that that uh, Justin Fields petition is going to be um, is going to be successful at all? I mean, no. they've already made up their minds. Yeah, the decisions. My next question is, has any petition ever been successful? Yeah, I mean, it's it is the <laughs> it's the old school equivalent of like, hey, Burger King, how many likes do I got to get on this tweet before I get Whoppers for life? Yeah, <laughs> petitions usually don't really go anywhere. Um, the decision's been made. Uh, they've, you know, it's 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 one of the the old saying like once the toothpaste is out of the tube, you can't put it back in. They've they went made that decision last week, and it, there's definitely some blowback because of it. But you know, no one can really start and stop. You know, getting ready for the season uh, as quickly as you know they'd like to hope. I, I think it's done for them. Um, it does bring up some interesting ideas of what will January might be a possibility for them sure. if uh, if we all listen to the new football czar Jeff Brom. <laughs> Jeff Brom. Yep, he's got his, his big plan. His big plan to play in the spring and then play again in the fall, and he's got dates and graphs and colors and <laughs> it's color coded and you know I've got to say Freezer. Had a lot of your fingerprints on that. I had a lot of your fingerprints on I that. I would have done it all in Excel. He did it like in Word. And you know how making like a table in Word? Come on. Well, I'm mainly Come focusing on. on the fact that Illinois Illinois was spelled I-L-L-I-N-I-G. And then it gets called. That's what I'm talking about. He put a G in Illinois? He put two Gs. And a hard, and I think it ends in a hard R. Well, you know, I did make the joke that since uh, Illinois isn't playing any games, uh, you know, Lovey will go winless this Boosh. season, and then he's he countered with the. Uh, he's also going undefeated this season. No, and then my my counter to that counter is that he's still getting paid like five million dollars to do nothing. So oh, it's a shit. real good investment by that athletic program. But it does bring up some interesting concepts of, uh, you know, Ohio State was, you know, highly ranked this season. As the season goes on, do they drop from people's ballots? I, I assume they'd have to because, you know, if Alabama and Florida are 5-0, and like surely they have to jump over uh, an 0-0 Ohio State, right? Well, if they're not playing, why don't they just get taken off all altogether? I think that'll eventually happen. You know, I think for a while people might feel sorry for him and be like, gosh, they were really going to be good. But once all the other football starts, it's like, well, you know, if 
Texas A&M is two and one. Like they kind of have to be ranked ahead of Ohio State, right? <laughs> I mean, so you have yeah, you have Ohio State at two. Um, I mean, let's see how many how many teams this would actually take out of the. Uh, you've got Ohio State. Penn State. It's not going to take too many Michigan. out. Michigan. Uh, Oregon's number six. <clears throat> uh, Penn State's eight. USC's um, probably top 20. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. No. Uh, Texas. Michigan. Wisconsin. Minnesota. USC. Blech. UC. Is UCF playing? Yes, they are. Cincinnati. I guess we'll this assume like a you know everything goes well this season. These conferences that are still around are going to play. Will there be an asterisk in your book if you know the final four or final game is Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State just doesn't play at all in the fall or the spring? Uh, will you still consider the winner of the playoffs as the national champion, or will you know will whoever rank gets to raise the banner have an asterisk by it? I mean, I think there's going to be forever an asterisk. Yeah, of course. Because if Ohio no, State doesn't God, play, no. then... There's no asterisks. There's no asterisks. If, if it's Alabama, there's no in this shit, there's no. <laughs> if you win a championship in this shit, you deserve two championships. Build two statues. <laughs> wow. Ten out of, this is fucking ten, crazy. Ten out of 25 of the preseason top 25 are in the, eight, are in the Big yeah. Ten or the... Sadly, and one of those was Ohio State, and that was the only one that had a shot sure. to win the national championship. Get the rest of those bums out of here. I just hope that it doesn't open the door. You know, assuming everything goes well for like UCF, if they're like nine and one, they're like, "Hey, we won our conference. We deserve to be in." You still shouldn't get in. Mm. <clears throat> so the the NCAA does not it has nothing to do with championships it has nothing to do with with the national championships they do they it's don't their event the ncaa doesn't award the championships yeah fo- yes, fo- they do it's their event. football is still out of their out of their hands there's no central management there's still no there is and there isn't i, I, I get where you're coming from hankins explain it to us crew like if if they wanted to shut it down, they could, um, but they're not because Munty. They shut down literally all the other championships and said everything but football. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hmm. I just don't know how, like, what the NCAA could do about about the champion uh, about the the playoffs. Then, I mean, there's no way in hell. That uh, well, you guys have to let Ohio State in, <laughs> even though they didn't play a, a preseason game. But like, I mean, who are the who are the actual polls? Who who creates the polls? Are you guys there? <laughs> the council, the the that gimmick out the, there, the isn't playoff that, committee. Isn't that their thing? Is that the playoffs? Yeah, the playoff committee. Yeah, they're still gonna meet. They they did say that they're still gonna meet and treat it like a. You know they're going to pick the four best teams, but there's no way they're going to pick a team that went zero and zero. They'll, you know, they'd rather pick a team that went seven and three if it comes down to. I it. guess what I'm saying is, if the NCAA wanted to stop this, they could by saying, "Hey, um, we recognize we are canceling football. 
we will not recognize any football this year. So if you play in calendar year 2020, you will not be eligible to play in X date for us when our thing starts. Now, will they do that? No, because money. But they they do have an avenue by which to put a stop to this. Right. But so doesn't the... I mean, does so isn't isn't the college football playoff? I mean, that's is that's an organization separate from the NCAA, though, isn't it? I think they're loosely affiliated with it. They they work together, but they're different. One doesn't run the other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, yes. So, I mean, if that if that playoff committee decides to put you know just completely disqualify the Big Ten and the pack the pack uh, the Pac-12 teams. And then you know you see like a like a Florida, <laughs> a, an LSU, Alabama, Florida, and Oklahoma playoff, which could or, happen. Or yeah, throw Clemson in there. Um, you know, the NCAA couldn't do anything about it. That's true. They they unless uh, they did separate. something that Hankins said that like passed a rule, but like he said, they're not going to do that. Right. There's still so much up in the air. Uh, there is no centralized management or centralized voice or centralized authority that it's we're living in the wild, wild west of uh, since there's less structure and a championship format by the NCAA for football. Uh, the conferences kind of get to have, do their own thing and have their own say. It's just a relic from the prior years in football when there wasn't ever a centralized champion when the Bulls just did their own thing. Is sort of carried over to this without uh, centralized authority saying yay or nay on football. You just have the six or seven conferences just deciding what they want to do on their own. Yeah. It is interesting because the chair of the playoff committee is the Iowa athletic director. Ooh, wow. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy's got a lot of time on his hands to watch football. He should be very well uh, versed in the playoffs this year. I mean, it's... I, I wonder how he's going to try and, like, you know, <laughs> fight for the damn conference. Yeah, there's also um, a, the, the commissioner of the Big Ten. He's a new commissioner. I can't remember his name. He has a son that's a football player at Mississippi State. So, you know, a week ago mm-hmm. he's canceling their football season saying it's too dangerous. <laughs> but then, you know. But his son's playing. Yeah. Definitely egg oh. on his face. Oh, it's something. Hey, Ronnie Lott's on the playoff committee. Um. Well, that's honestly that's all I got, guys. <laughs> There's not a lot to. Um, you guys have anything else? No. It's hard to sink your teeth into anything because <laughs> it can change tomorrow. I know. Like it can literally all change tomorrow. There's there's nothing to hang our hats on until somebody kicks a football off. I mean, yeah. Other than that, we have Saban and we have Saban and Dabo on the same page, which hurts me to no end. But both saying that the players are safer in our system than they are at home which is true to necessarily crazy it's true to a certain point like before campuses get you know tuscaloosa gets infused with twenty thousand more students when it's just summer school kids there and just football players there doing football practice you know the town is a ghost town but you know once august hits and those other twenty thousand souls come in there and they're going out to out to eat and hanging out and having keg parties, and then all of a sudden, you know, they bump into a football player on the street, that's when the spread can happen. So the the coaches yeah. can have only so much protection until 
the you know it gets out of control with just too many bodies in the town. Um, it's it's it, yep, it could be a recipe for disaster. Like they can control the environment on campus. Like they have athletic dorms. I think I don't. Did those get blown up because somebody did a bad There's, bad somewhere? They're fifty fifty. They're fifty percent athletes yeah. and fifty percent not. Yeah, man. I don't. There's a whole lot of traps in this. I would like. I would love to say there's not, but there are. I mean, that's just the long and short of it. But, um, I I understand why they think they have to play. It's it it not to be trite, but it just means more down here. I mean, it it does. Um, and there's a lot of money tied in with it, and there's all sorts of shit tied in with it. And my God, you don't want those people not having football to watch. Look at the mischief they got up to already this year. What are they going to do if they can't watch football? <laughs> and yeah. as a person who just watched the 2011 National Championship game, I got to tell you, I am hungry for some foot foot. Me too, man. <clears throat> it uh, it is it is hard to to continue to watch old games too. <laughs> Yeah, we we need some juice other than just the off season drama. Um, what else happened in this week? Trevor Lawrence called the president. You know, told him you know we want to play. So that sort of got some got some rub. <laughs> he he wanted to play ball and also some Big Macs. Yes, <laughs> give me that fast and then food. That, and then that caused a bunch of other players to to tweet out that Trevor Lawrence is not the spokesman for fucking college football. <laughs> God. How did we get here that everything is politics, no matter how hard we try? <laughs> I don't think it has anything no to do with the president. We try. Yeah, it really I think doesn't. it's just he, he, all he had to do was just contact the ACC commissioner, like it's or his university president. You know, they're the ones that really and make the decision. Was it, was it ever a doubt that the ACC was going to play? No. Like, was that ever in doubt? No. No, they were never on the fence. Uh, you know, a so week ago, know if, it was definitely Big Ten and Pac-12 Pac were, were leaning towards not playing, but everyone else is like, uh, we're still going to play. Yeah, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is like, you know, nerds. trying to get the Big Ten to play. <laughs> I don't, I can't imagine he is, but uh, it's really something. It's, uh, I, Trevor Lawrence is a very hateable individual, so I'm, I'm team well, I mean, that everybody alone. Else. That face alone is, is tough. It's a tough face to just deal a, with. Just a poor man's uh, Kylo Ren. Or Rilo you Ken, which say is Rilo about Kylie. Huh? <laughs> I think you are going to say Rilo Kylie. Right. It's a poor man's Rilo Kylie. I would listen, <laughs> I would listen to a Rilo Kylie cover band headed up by Trevor Lawrence. I would listen to that. There's no doubt about that. Um... And other ugly sports stars like Otis Otis Nixon on bass. <laughs> I'd be in a band just called Otis Nixon on bass. <laughs> B-A-S-E, obviously. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> all right, do we want to do stat or chat and get out of here? Hell yeah, we do. Hankins, hit the theme. Stat or chat, did you know? The fifth leading rusher is Booby Willow. Through three games since 2000, we'll make a decision on if this is stat or chat. Oh, it's still so good. It's a pretty good theme. 
Um, okay, as uh, as always, I'm just going to cold read these stats and uh, <laughs> let you guys act like I have a personal uh, attachment to each and every one of them. I will. Um, this one is uh, soccer, so Ugh. it shouldn't Shat. be divisive at all. Shat. <laughs> <clears throat> Arsenal holds the record for the most consecutive minutes without conceding a goal in the Champions League. I don't know what any of that meant. (laughs) Arsenal went into consecutive 995 minutes. And then it says 10 clean sheets. I don't know what that means. Without letting in a goal even against Real Madrid, Juventus, Juventus, Juventus? Juventus Guerrero. They played Juventus Guerrero, Psychosis, Cyclope, El Dandy, Silver King, and Rey Mysterio Jr. (laughs) Hakins, was was that was that a stat? Who was the who was the skeleton guy? That's Laparca. Oh yeah, he did the little dance. Um, (laughs) I'm guessing ten clean sheets are like uh, shut out, a shut out, clean sheets, a shut out. Yeah, okay. Without letting a goal against Real Madrid, Juventus, and Villarreal, Villarreal, Villarreal. Wait, is there a year on that stat? <clears throat> I don't have one for you. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I'm going to call that a stat because of the opponents you just listed. Okay. Uh, still a shot for me. The New York Islanders won 19 straight playoff series from 1980 to 1984. Fucking stat. Stat. Because it's the Islanders. Yeah. yeah. They, they won a couple cups, so that, that, was, that was their heyday. And then some asshole named Gretzky showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I, do we have time for a stat or shat or step? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Always. So the, the first night of the Democratic Convention was last night. And mm-hmm. it got around probably eight or nine million viewers across, you know. I love I love, I love your I love segue. This. I love your setup. I love this stupid <laughs> show. <laughs> oh, God. So, you know, ended up with eight or nine million viewers. Did you know... That back in January of 1993, Step by Step had over 21 million viewers in January, Mm. one week. So almost triple the size of the Democratic National Convention. (laughs) Stat or shat? Big stat. Big stat. I'm going to say shat because (gasps) there were like five fucking channels. That's true. At that time. That's true. There was Um, no internet. I mean... You know, there's no internet. Like it's like when uh, you know uh, the Walking Dead is, you know, when it was the number one show in America, but it still had like you know what five million or Mad Men, and it you know had five million, six million viewers. <laughs> different times, different times. Yes, it's a I, chat. I, I will say, you know, as to back Sean up on that, it was like the fortieth highest rated TV show of that week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Even with what that did, many what, millions of viewers, it was still like fortieth. What did Perfect Strangers get? Ooh, I did. I can't remember. I don't know if it was on TGIF anymore. I did look. The number one TV mm-hmm. show that of that week was Sixty Minutes, and like number two was Roseanne. Man, people like their news mm-hmm. and their unfunny television, depressing shows. Um, the did Perfect Strangers come on twice a day, or twice twice a week? Like new episodes twice a week at some point. Maybe when they were God, maybe I hope it did. maybe in the last see, season. Sometimes they have to burn a lot in the summer. Yeah, yeah. It, that could have happened. <laughs> we got 
We got 40 Cousin Balkies in the hole, boy. We got to fire these monkeys What out. was the name of the Man. dance they did? You know, like a oh. Boschlowski oh, dance or God. something? It had the, a the name. Meepo Smosh. Oh, Meepo Smosh. I don't know. It was kind of a funny dance. And they would like, you know... Yeah. Dance of Joy? Dance yes, of Joy, that was it. That was it. Was it. it was the Dance of Joy. <laughs> I do remember the episode where like he worked for like a raisin brand company. Is it Balky or Larry? Balky. And he like it like <laughs> Larry had no A plot. No, <laughs> fuck Larry. Fuck <laughs> fuck close and Larry. Well he was the straight man, you know, he had to he, he was second fiddle, of course. Um he uh and like he found out that like the cereal company wasn't being honest in saying like a hundred raisins in every box. And so uh, like he bought up a whole bunch and he started counting them, you know, like somebody with crippling OCD. Like did he do it in the apartment and Larry was like, Balky, what's all what's up with all these raisins? Oh hi cousin Larry. <laughs> Man, I tell you, Mark Lynn Baker, best straight guy in the game. Yeah, he should he should have gotten more work after that. You're telling me. Um, <clears throat> I have one last one, only because this is Hankin's favorite favorite gentleman. If Tony Gwynn had played for mm-hmm. a, if Tony Gwynn had played, oh no, that's Cecil Fielder. I'm thinking of if Tony, oh, if Tony look, Gwynn. Had, Tony Gwynn is up there. He's up there. Don't okay. worry about it. Because they they both have uh, sons. Juniors, <laughs> so Tony Gwynn Jr. and Cecil Fielder Jr. So I get you know, one thing I love in this world more than anything is a father. <laughs> it's true. It's true. If Tony and uh, fathers love their daughters, you know, it's like, <laughs> just like John Mayer saying, if Tony Gwynn had played for a few more seasons and ended his career on an O for one. Oh, sorry. If, Jesus Christ. This sorry. this is like a fantasy. This does not sound like a stat or shot. If this is a hypothetical. If a, if, if a train if a train leaves Petco Park right. at two o'clock PM. If Tony Gwynn had played for a few more seasons and ended his career on an O for one thousand one hundred and eighty two streak. Meaning okay. if if Tony Gwynn went hitless for 1,182 more at-bats, his career batting average would still be 300. Stat. Fucking stat. I guess a better way to say that is, Tony Gwynn ended his career 1,182 at-bats over 300. Over 300. That's a stat. I agree. <sighs> That's a stat. Yeah. And that... Good lord, been... he could... Ma- he could really... Just a, just a punch in Judy. Just slap it. A little slappy. <laughs> We'll see it. I single. Yeah, he, did, he didn't. Hit, he always bingo. made contact. He never. He very he rarely struck rake. out. Mm-mm. I think we had a stat or chat about how few times he struck out. Yeah, probably. I just. Uh, I just love fat baseball players. Mm, I love them. Just a pudgy, chubby baseball player that looks like my uncles. That's just, what I want in this life. Kirby just, Puckett, Cecil Fielder, Tony Ter- Gwynn, Terry Pendleton. Terry Pendleton. <laughs> Who looks exactly like my dad? There's no doubt about it. <laughs> oh, Mr. Padre. Okay. Uh, well, that's it, guys. Uh, you know, we'll have a little bit more certainty next week. We'll dive into to the SEC schedules, assuming we it's going to happen. We'll have no more certainty. He's lying to you, audience. Well, um, you know, uh, everything will be set in stone, and we can, uh, you know, just be very confident about what's uh, what's going to happen. So, um, until then. Um, What do we always say when we uh, end this show, guys? 
Oh, snail. Yeah, yeah. See you next week. Surprise, surprise. So you rub your eyes. Never knew you the yes. So cool as eyes. Here to fight, then. They'll be stupid. Bye-bye.